The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. I think that should be the prayer of our hearts unto God, that our lives will be a house of prayer. In Isaiah chapter 56, I think verse 7, it says, My house shall be called a house of prayer. So I'd like you to stand to your feet. We're watching online. You're hearing person. Let that be your declaration. Say, Lord, make me a house of prayer. Make me a person of prayer. Make my life, make my life filled with prayer. Fill my life with prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I want to be a person of prayer, a man, a woman of prayer. Fill your house, O oh God. That is our prayer this morning. The Lord, you will make us men and women of prayer. People that will bring you glory, that will bring you honor. Whom and through whom your name and your name alone will be praised and glorified. Lord, we yield our substances. We yield our vessels unto you, God. Lord, make us men and women of prayer. Thank you, our Father. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you worship. We give you honor. We give you worship. More of you in our lives. More of your power. More of your glory, more of your beauty, more of your life. Yes, Lord, more, 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 more of you, more of you, Holy Spirit, more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you. More. Let's declare it. I want more. I want more of you. That's our desire. I want more of you. Jesus. The more I know you. The more I want to know you. Jesus, more of you. I want more of you. That is our prayer this morning, oh God. We I want more, more of you. Jesus, the more I know you, the more I want to know you. That is our heart cry this morning. To be soaked in you. You to be soaked in us. We surrender everything. We are asking that God you will fill us with more. More of your life. More of your abilities. More of your grace. More of your spirit. More of your power. That indeed our vessels will be instruments of prayers. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I send for thanks. Holy Spirit, we adore you. Thank you for your presence here. Be glorified this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Jam those hands together and give Jesus a big shout. Those of you who are watching online, jam those hands together. Give Jesus a big shout. Praise the name of the Lord. 
The Lord bless you. Thank you once more again for joining us in this morning service. You may kindly please be seated. Those of you who are worshiping, worshiping with us online, the Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. I'd like you to say a big amen and put it out there in the chat room in Jesus' name. Fragrance of life, the Lord bless you. Thank you for an amazing time of worship. The Lord bless you richly in Jesus' name. Praise the name of the Lord. Just some quick announcements before we go into sharing the word this morning. Um, I'd like us not to forget that from the first Sunday in March, we're going to be starting Sunday school. And it's going to run from 9.15 to 9.45. So please, I'd like to encourage you, come in on time, be a part of the program, be a part of the class and I am very certain it's going to be a blessing to your life. And, and for those who are watching online, you can connect to our Zoom platform. The Zoom platform is going to be placed, placed on the YouTube chat room. Just, just connect and be a part as well of the Sunday School program. I, I am certain that your life and my life will not be the same again. In Jesus' name. Uh, for those who have been waiting on the Lord, as well as everyone who have not been waiting, please, the next 10 days is very, very, very critical for a major change that I believe that God is going to usher in for the rest of this year. Very critical. And I'd like to encourage you, spend more time this next 10 days praying in the Spirit. Spend more time. Pray at least one hour in the spirit. I am believing God that there's going to be supernatural turnarounds. Your amen is not strong enough. Oh, you're not believing God. <laughs> and those of you who are in the ch in, uh, watching on YouTube platform, I'd like you to say a big amen. I am believing God for a supernatural turnaround for every single one of us. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Whether it is immigration, whether it is marital, whether it is in your health, whether it is in finances, in every dimension of life, God will visit someone. Amen. And that person will be me. Uh, that person will be me. <laughs> that person will be me. God is going to visit us. And you see, from Wednesday the 23rd to the 2nd of March, the prayer, we're going to be praying from 7 to 8 p.m. And I'd like to please request of you, kindly connect. Kindly connect. And, and there are three major things we'll be going to be doing within that context of one hour. We're going to be praising God. We're going to be praying. We'll have communion to join. And then we'll do what? We're going to have prophetic declarations and blessings over our lives. We have different men of God who are going to be speaking into our lives in those, you know, eight days. It's going to be an amazing time in the presence of God. Wednesday, connect through the Zoom platform, and it's going to be a wonderful time in the presence of God. I am believing God that this year will be a significant year with a difference for every one of us. Then come Friday, Friday is going to be a turn, the first day of our turnaround service. We're going to be having an in-person service here in the auditorium, 7 p.m. And for those who can't make it, you want to join through the YouTube platform or the Zoom platform, please join. And then on Sunday, come Sunday, which is the last Sunday of the month, it's also going to be the second day of the turnaround service. And that is going to come with an anointing service. It's going to come with an anointing service. And, and I, I believe in God that's going to be a difference in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, there's a scripture that I've been pondering over and over and over and over. And I'd like to read that scripture in the message translations. That is Psalms 126. And I believe that that is going to be somebody's testimony after this next 10 days. And, and your testimony will be that we laughed. And we sang. We couldn't believe our good fortunes. He says, he says, we became the talk of nations. And what was the talk? He says, God was wonderful to me. That shall be somebody's testimony. If you're that person, shout a believing amen. 
and, and, he, and he goes further to say that he says, he says, God was wonderful to us. He says, and we became a happy people. He says, he says and he says, and now God do it again. In other words, he did it yesterday, do it again. He did it today, do it again. For every single day of this year, God will do new miracles in your life. That will be your testimony. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. May this be a reality in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Speak to us from your word. Let our lives not be the same again. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Um, I'm going to be speaking this morning on praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. I know that the people who belong to the school of thought, that some aspect of praying in the spirit does not belong to everybody. But I'd like you to please open your mind, whether you're watching online or whether you're here in person. Because I believe that this is a grace that can make a lot of difference in our lives. Praying in the spirit is not praying in the flesh. It's not. When we're talking about praying in the spirit, it is your spirit praying. Your spirit. Many of us know that humans exist in three forms. Everyone seated here or watching online. You are existing in three personalities. God created you in his image. A three in one God. You as well as a person, you, 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 you have three personalities, if I put it in that form. Or you are made of three personalities. You're made of three parts. There's a part that is called the body, which is everyone is seeing. You will see the lovely faces, you know, the nice haircuts. And on and on. That, that is one part of your personality. But see, that's not the you, real you. The real you goes beyond that facial appearance or that body formation or that six sparks that you're carrying. That's not the real you. So every time any person makes a mistake and then looks at a physique of someone and says, Oh, what a beautiful lady. I want to marry her. You missed the point. Or you see a man that has, you know, biceps and triceps and eight steps. <laughs> I don't know why they call it eight packs or six pack. I don't know why they call it six. Oh, oh there's six. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why they call it six packs. But, but you see, sometimes people are carried away by the packs. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The first time I, I, I went to my wife and I said to her, hey, hey, my dear, I want to marry you. She looked at me and my neck was like, have you seen an ostrich neck? In this place, there were buckets. If, you, if I take a shower, water will be hanging here. That was how bad it was. Even me, when I look at the photographs I took back in the days, I say, how was I like this? But thank God he didn't look at the physicals. But that made her cry for so many times because he thought, why would God give me a man that has no packs? But you see, friends, that is not the real you. That's not the real you. The real you is the other parts, which is components of your spirit and your soul. They tell us that the soul is the seat of the will, the emotions, and, and on and on. I'm, I'm not going to go into that dimension because that's not where I'm specializing or special, focusing on this morning. But, but the soul is a, is, is a component of the will, the mind, and of course your emotions. But, but the real you is the embodiment of your spirit, which is alive. And that is the seat of God's consciousness. That is where the Holy Spirit dwells in when you become a believer. That is why everyone and anyone who is not yet a Christian 
The Holy Spirit cannot dwell in your spirit because you've not made Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life and you've not invited him to dwell there. But everyone has a spirit. But see, most times, how strong you are is how strong your spirit man has been elevated. Somebody may be saying about, Pastor, where is the man is three in one in the Bible? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. It says, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and make you whole. It starts with the first, which is the most important, the inner being. First Thessalonians 5.23, it says, make you holy in every way and make you whole spirits, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. So when you look at the scripture that says pray all the time, how can you pray all the time? Just praying, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I thank you. Very soon you run out of words. You run out of words. Even if you, are, you studied English in school and you know all the adjectives and the qualifications to describe God, very soon you run out of it. If you start from A, praising the Lord, oh, Abba, Father, and you go to B and you begin to use the B and use the C and use it up to Z, very soon you run out of words. But, but what gives you an enablement to pray constantly always is when you have a prayer language given to you by which you can do what? You can pray consistently. That is where the subject of praying in the spirit comes in. It comes in. It comes in. And, and there are two dimensions of praying in the spirit. One dimension of it is where the Holy Spirit puts in you a burden to pray. That's not the area I'm going to be dwelling in. But, but you see, sometimes the Spirit of God tells you, just pray. Pray for Brother X. Pray for Sister B. Or gives you a body for nations. Places something in your heart. Pray for Russia and Ukraine. How many people know that the world needs our prayer much more than now? Canada that really used to be, that used to be a stable, easy country. They are even enacting or bringing to reenacting or what's it called laws that have never been used before. The world needs our prayer much more, so God can place the burden in your heart and say, "Look, okay, pray, pray." And then, of course, if if we look at Acts chapter thirteen, verse two, the Bible says that they were fasting and praying. God said to them, separate from me, Paul and Barnabas. That was specific instruction that the Holy Spirit gives. And, and most times in our prayer corners, God gives us specific instructions in terms of what to pray about. That is also a form of praying in the Spirit. But see, so the aspect I want to dwell in this morning is, is the aspect that talks about praying in the Spirit with context to praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. And this aspect, friends, is powerful. Powerful. Loaded with so much dimensions of grace. Loaded with power. He enables your life. He empowers you. He gives you everything that you need to become all that God has ordained for you to become. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, the Bible says, if anyone speaks in tongues, he does not speak to people, but he does what? He speaks to God. Indeed, no one can understand them, but he alters mysteries. In other words, every time you begin to pray in the spirit, you are not speaking to men. You are speaking to what? Speaking to God. That is why it is so powerful. That's why it's so powerful. In fact, I believe that if anyone knows how to pray at all, this is the most important prayer area you must develop. Most important thing a man or a woman of God can do in praying is to pray in other tongues. 
is a master key of the kingdom. It gives you access to higher dimensions of life. It gives you higher dimensions of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It gives you dimensions unspeakable. You know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ said to the disciples, he said, look, hey, go tarry because I'm going to do what I'm going to send you the comforter. When he comes, he's going to endow you with grace. He's going to give you enablement. He's going to give you power. He's going to give you dimensions of abilities never known before. The Bible says that they went to wait. Then suddenly the Holy Spirit came. And guess what? The first thing that broke out when he came was that he started blowing out in tongues. He started speaking in tongues. He started speaking in tongues. That is because the subject of praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, is powerful. If you look at scripture, there are many reasons why we should. And i just quickly run through two or three or four as time permits me. One of the reasons why every one of us must engage in praying in the spirit is that it helps your weaknesses. It helps your weakness. It helps it. Some of us don't even know how to pray at all. Some are too tired to pray. Sometimes... We don't even know what to pray for. Have you come to a situation before where you have you prayed? Uh, because of the situation, you don't even know what to pray for. And at certain times, I look at, Lord, what do I pray for now? I bind it. I have loosed. I have cast out. And then it's, things are not still working. But look at what Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says. It says, the Holy Spirit himself helps our weaknesses. For example... We don't know what God wants us to pray for. In other words, there are certain things that God wants us to pray for to achieve certain results. But by, by extension, what that means is that when you get into the right form of prayer, by the help of the Holy Ghost, it makes it easy for you to receive results. Makes it very easy. So praying in the Spirit therefore becomes an avenue. And it's very easy, so you don't even need, you don't even need to know, know, okay, how do I start? Do I start with uh, praising God, or do I start with uh, praying demand prayer, or do I start with praying prayer of uh, intercession? You just go ahead. You just go ahead and keep on praying. And because you are speaking to the God that understands what you are saying, at, that, at some point you may be praising. At some point, the Spirit of God is switching it off from praise to something else. But you see, because it is mysteries, it is only God that understands what you're saying. It says it helps our weaknesses. It helps our weakness. So you can't pray, pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues. You don't know what to pray, pray in tongues. You're committing to work. You're going to, you're going through. Do what? Spend some time praying in tongues. You are lying down on your bed. You can't sleep. The best therapy, quickest therapy to sleep. I don't, I don't have, I've never had problem sleeping. I have never had. Because by the time I lie down like this, the devil first want to knock me out so that, uh, <laughs> so that this man doesn't pray anymore. <laughs> So, 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 friends, let's, let's engage. Let's engage. Let's engage. Let's engage this area so that God equips and empowers us within the context of if we think we are weak, to pray in the Spirit. And that's why Paul, speaking in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, he said, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Pray in the spirit at all times. The second dimension of the importance of praying in the spirit is that when you pray in the spirit or you pray in tongues, what it does is that it becomes for you a direct private engagement with God. Say private engagement with God. Direct access to God. Direct to God. It says when we pray, Romans chapter 8, 26 down, it says, it, says, it says when we pray in the spirit, it says the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed. It says, and the Father who knows all things knows the mind of the spirit. And of course, he begins to plead with us. 
and begins to plead with us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, he who speaks in tongues does not speak to man, but does what? Engages with God on a personal note. For no one understands him. However, the spirit, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries to God. For instance, uh, let me just quickly give an example. For instance, how he gives you direct access. Have you been to, maybe you're, you're, bonded, you're bonding with people and maybe yourself and somebody there has the same language. And you don't want the person to, other people to hear what you are saying. What do you do? You switch. I, I remember once, you know, going for an event with someone and there were a couple of people that are, were hanging around and I wanted to pass across a very, very good message that I didn't want the other people around to hear. I just switched. Switched. Some of us don't have the privilege and the advantage of, you know, <laughs> understanding... Uh, the only language some of us have of the advantage of understanding is English. There's nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> I don't know why this is coming to me. Maybe somebody needs it. Some people have made a wrong judgment because somebody they wanted to marry does not understand their language. That, that should not be the case. Who you marry should not be a function of the language the person speaks or does not speak. Should not be. Should not be. There are times when myself and my wife don't speak the same native language. In fact, she doesn't even understand my own native language. Her own native language is like tongues to me. I don't also understand. But see, we've come to a place of bond so that if we're in a gathering like this and there are certain things I can say or there are ways I can do my facial appearance or my eyes and the person's across the mass message. But, but see, the point I'm trying to bring up, friends, is that there are direct specific languages we can engage with God that is personal. Nobody hears it. The devil cannot hear it. Men around you cannot hear it. Even the things that may appear to be areas of shame in your life, you can speak it directly to God, your father. And he hears, and he hears, and he hears. Direct contact with him. He says, how be it? We don't speak to men, but we do what we speak to God. We speak to God. And because we're speaking to God, we are speaking mysteries to him. Mysteries to him. We are sharing intimacy with him. We're sharing intimacy with him. We're sharing intimacy with him. I think, I think Kenneth Copeland puts, puts it this way. And I quote, he said, praying in the spirit is a divine secret between God and me. It is my future. It is my heritage. It is my destiny. It is the vision of my life being prayed out, giving root to before it's ever made manifest in the natural world. In other words, he's speaking to God about his future, about his destiny, about his life, which the devil has no understanding or clue about. No understanding, no clue. No clue. No clue. That's why, friends, you must engage in this prayer language. You're talking to your father and he understands it. Understands it. Paul said, he said, I, 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 I've, I've, I've connected so much to this power. And you know what? He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. If Paul was not <laughs> praying in tongues, why would he say that? And if everybody in the church at the time he was writing that scripture in the in church of Corinth, if some people were not supposed to have it, he wouldn't say that. In other words, he was expecting that every believer was, should operate in that grace, in that gift. That is not to say, friends, that if you come to church and somebody is speaking to you and the person is talking to you, you say, <laughs> you know, I met some spooky people before, you know. You talk to them and they just say, <laughs> 
There's a place for praying in your understanding. But, but there's also a place to doing what to pray in the spirit. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. See, here is the conclusion. See, I pray in the spirit. I pray in my words of understanding. I do not only pray in the spirit. I also sing in the spirit. I also sing in my words of understanding. Whether you are praying or you are singing in the spirit, you are doing what? You are ministering to God in a supernatural language that is private to you and your God. That is why, friends, you must engage in it. The third reason is that it enables us to pray out mysteries. It enables us to bet out mysteries. It says when you speak in, in tongues, you do what? You are speaking mysteries. In other words, you are betting forth mysteries. You are betting forth mysteries. Praying in tongues gives birth to revelation. It gives birth to revelation. It gives birth to divine, divine revelation. In fact, it gives you an insider information, not only into the mind of God, but into the spirit realm. As to both events that are occurring out to call. The Bible says of, 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 of John in the book of Revelation chapter 1. What, every time we read through that scripture, what do you think comes to your mind? It, 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 the revelation in John was given better from the place of praying in the spirit. The Bible says in verse 10. In the book of Revelation chapter 1, it says, I was in the Lord's house on the last day. In fact, I think the, NLT, the message translation puts it, it says, it was Sunday and I was in the spirit praying. Some translation says, I was worshipping in the spirit. And I heard a voice. I heard a voice. In other words, the revelation of John was given birth to because he was doing what he was in the spirit doing what? Worshipping was in the spirit praying. Friends, if you want to catch a revelation, not only about your destiny, about your life, about the things to come, you're going to engage in praying in the spirit. Why? When you do that, you are giving birth to revelation. Divine revelation. Divine insights. Divine ideas. Divine graces becomes a poured into you. In other words, God begins to open your eyes to things that seems impossible. And friends, I'm, 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 I'm saying this because I want to encourage you. There are some major milestones that I've encountered in life. And those major milestones that I've encountered has been in the place of Rengali, Narabahantori, and Dalabahasi. I spent some hours praying. Then suddenly light comes. Suddenly illumination comes. Something that is a fresh burst of understanding. That is, what, that is what praying in the spirit does. It gives birth to revelation. He says, he, says, he says when you pray in the spirit, he says you speak mysteries. In other words, you are betting mysteries. And that is where the connection of your spirit and the Holy Spirit reveals dimensions of things unbelievable to you. I will never forget so many years ago, when I was in the university, I was traveling a distance of about one and a half hours, two hours. For those who are familiar with a country called Nigeria, in the city called Ibadan. I was traveling from Ibadan. I was carrying a group of students who were coming from a, a, a program. I was driving. There was a bus driver in, uh, you know, at that time, schooling as well, of course. But I had a fellowship that I was in, involved in, and I was the transport secretary. So I was carrying everybody from Ibadan, which was a distance of about two hours, back to Ileife, where my school was at the time. And we got to Ife about six o'clock. But you see, between the stretch of that journey, one of the things that they, they taught us, you know, as, as drivers, is that even if everybody is sleeping, you cannot sleep. Even if everybody is gisting, you cannot gist. And that was the doctrine that it imparted upon us, strong foundational principles. You as a driver, don't just with anybody, just be in the spirit because you're carrying Holy Ghost anointed men, women of God. So everybody slept off. But I was... And I was driving. As I was making a turn about 6 p.m. into, you know, the gates, driving into campus... I had the Spirit of God say to me, 
park the vehicle head for Benin. Hannah, 6 p.m. Benin to Ife, for those who don't understand, it's about three hours drive if you are driving. I didn't have a car. I wasn't going to carry the, the fellowship bus to go to that distance. The Holy Spirit did not tell me what it is I was going to go do. I parked the vehicle. I told one of my roommates I'm heading for Benin. He said, are you out of your mind? 6 p.m., where are you going to get transportation? But I went because I know how God deals with me. And I went and I got into Benin after 11, somewhere close to 12 midnight. And everybody said, oh, how come you're coming this time? How come you're coming this time? And of course... Long story short, the next morning, I didn't know what I was going to do, nothing. By my own understanding, I was not supposed, I'm not going to collect pocket money. No, I did, that was not the intention. Then suddenly we're sitting down in the sitting room and, and, and chatting and all that stuff. Then suddenly one of my junior sisters started gasping for life. Started gasping for life. Her eyes started rolling and turning. And the only thing I knew that I grabbed her and I started praying in the spirit. Prayed some more and I began to bind and I cast that out. I did all the things. When I finished binding and casting out, I started praying in the spirit. I started praying and I started praying and I started praying. And suddenly she came back. And I said to her, what happened to you now? She said, I don't know. But I felt something holding me by the throat to choke me to like death. And life was slipping out of me. Mysteries. Mysteries. What if, for instance, I did, God did not provide an opportunity for an insider information that said, go. And first, every now and then, we face in life circumstances that we need insider information. That all you need is you are prayed up. And God says, send, send something to your spirit, man. You want to take the, a step and God says, don't go there. You, you want to get into a business transaction because you are prayed up in the spirit. You don't even know what you are praying about. But there's some revelation that comes your way. You, 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 you want to engage in, in some kind of job, enter into an organization. You prayed up and you feel everything looks good in the outward, but something says to you, no, don't take that job. Friends, there's the insider information that God has made available and the way to connect with it is to do what? Spend time praying in the Spirit. The fourth thing it does is that it defies and improves us. I like this aspect very well. Yeah, defies. I don't know how many people want improvement in life. Oh, I need improvement. Every dimension of my life, I need improvement. I don't want to be the same. It's only God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change because it's all made up. He has gotten to the zenith or the height of everything he wants, he needs to be as a personality. But hey, I, I am still work in progress. But I, I need to move up. I need to move up. But look at what it says. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14a, I think the amplified version puts it this way. The amplified version puts it this way. I think the, the A part of it says, he who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. It improves himself. In other words, if you want to grow spiritually, do what? Pray in the spirit. If you want to improve the quality of your life, the quality of your spirituality, the quality of your mental ability, this is the secret. This is the secret. You, you want to advance the course of your life and make some spiritual progress. This is the secret. You are feeling low and you are thinking, oh, what in the world is happening to me? Rather than begin to shed tears or begin to look for one therapy to get you up. Switch to praying in the spirit. Do, do you know that sometimes when people get into a depressive state, it is because another spirit has taken over. That's, that's what happens. Another spirit has taken over. They're saying to you, hey, life, what is life worth living for? Look at all the efforts you are making. Nothing seems to be happening. 
Look at all your maids. They are all gone ahead. Things are working for them. You've been serving God all this while. Things are not working for you. Why do you remain the way you are? Why not just, why not just bring this to an end? Then before you know, a bout of depression comes on you. Some irresistible force you don't understand. Friends, that is the time to do what? To switch into Lengrabusa. That is the time to switch into a prayer language that changes your life. Because it does what? It empowers you. It gives you a freshness. It gives you a, a, a new grace. It defies you. That is what the Bible says, building up yourself. Jude verse 20, in your most holy faith. Doing what? Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Now, if praying in tongues were not meant for everybody, why would Paul encourage us to do that? Now, there are two dimensions of tongues. There's what they call the gift of tongues. Which comes when you are in a church service and somebody has the gift of tongues and you are speaking in an unknown tongue, most times there will be an interpreter who will be there to do what? To interpret that message. The gift of tongues is different from the prayer language of tongues that God, through the Holy Spirit, gives men. Different. It's different. If you check every place in scripture where the Holy Spirit manifested at the beginning at Pentecost, the Bible says that when they laid hands on them, suddenly they received the Holy Spirit. And what happened? They began to speak in tongues. Everyone began to speak in tongues. Friends, I'd rather covet it than think, oh, this, is, this gift is for some special people and it's not for some other people. Why? Because there's so much power. There's so much power loaded in it. There's so much power loaded in it. You want ideas? You want to improve? You want to grow? You want to develop yourself, your strengths, and everything, your capacity? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. And you realize that it builds you up. It builds up your faith. It builds up your faith. Your faith is weak. It builds it up. It up. That's why I say pray in the spirit because when you do that, you are building up your faith. You're building up your faith. You're building up your faith. For many times, and many of us, when faith is gone, everything is gone. When faith is gone, hope is gone. When hope is gone, everything is gone. The Bible says you overcome by faith. So if you don't have faith, that means you're not an overcomer. Or you lose the possibility and the ability to overcome. So praying in the spirit helps you to build up your capacity. And I see God helping you to build that capacity in the mighty name of Jesus. So how do we, how do we pray in tongues? Uh, quickly, I just run through them. One is that you have to ask for it. You have to ask for it. Just in case you're here, you don't, you don't, you don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with an evidence of speaking in tongues. You need to ask for it. You know, the Bible says in first, in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, it says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So you ask for it. Lord, I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit with an evidence of speaking in tongues because I want to be built up. You ask for it. And I want to believe God that if there's anyone in the house or anyone watching online who yet have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with an evidence of speaking in tongues, God can reach out to you now. Have an expectation in your heart. So that before the close of this meeting, you are going to burst out in a new tongue, in a new prayer language that will strengthen, that will defy, that will empower you for new realities in life. The second way is to do what? To desire it. You're going to desire it. You're going to desire it. Jesus said to the disciples, say, go and wait. Tarry in Jerusalem until I come. And the scripture said that they went and they waited. They waited in Acts chapter 2. They waited. 
They were in one accord. They waited. In other words, they were saying, Lord, we need this. 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 In 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1, it says, earnestly desire. There are certain spiritual things you've got to earnestly desire. This is one of them. You're going to earnestly desire it. You're going to eagerly desire it. You're going to say, Holy Spirit, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Sometimes you receive it instantly. Some other times... You may be doing some other things and then somewhere something just happens. You know, I remember, you know, back in the days, and that takes me to the, the, third, the third step. You've got to take a step of faith. A step of faith. Everything is done by faith. We are saved by faith. We are healed by faith. We receive promises by faith. And you can't but otherwise receive the Holy Spirit with an evidence of speaking in tongues by faith. By faith. So at some point, I'm going to pray for anyone who yet has not been baptized with the Holy Spirit with an evidence of speaking in tongues. Just receive it by faith. Just the same way you said, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. And you believe that he came. That's the same way. Take a step of faith. You know, I remember so many, so many years ago when they ministered baptism of the Holy Spirit to me. And after they had prayed for me, the minister said, so open your mouth. Anything that comes out of your mouth, begin to say it. Then he, he began to pray. He began to pray. He began to pray in the spirit. And then I closed my mouth. And I was looking at him. <laughs> he was just praying. He was just going on. And I was just looking at him. <laughs> and then he stopped. And he said, I didn't say look at me. I said, open your mouth. And you see, down the line, I, I realized that it was in scriptures in Psalms 81 and verse 10. It says, open wide your mouth. It says, and I will fill it. Open wide your mouth. In other words, taking a step of faith, says, Lord, I am ready to receive. And, 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 and next time when they prayed for me because that day I didn't receive, I opened my mouth. And then before I know what's happening, what I, what I just had in my spirit, man. And the man said, anything that you hear in your spirit, man, begin to say it. The only thing I was hearing that time was, ta, 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 ta. And then I said, I said, which one is it? Ta, 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 ta. <laughs> this is not typewriting now. <laughs> it's ta, 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 ta. And then, and then the, guy, the guy started screaming, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I was like, ta, 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 ta. When, we, when he stopped, I stopped. He said, no, go ahead. Said, the more I went ahead, the only thing I was doing was ta, 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 ta. When, when I left there, I said, I hope I've not contacted the wrong, which one is the ta, ta, every other person on his view, you know, every other person's own is uh, smooth. How come my own is just ta, 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 ta. So for a while, I stopped. I stopped, I stopped, I didn't, I didn't even do anything of the ta, 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 so I just kept, just kept quiet. Until I realized, you know, again, by, by, by ministry of one of the men that ministered in, in my life at those points in time, who, who said, that, okay, when he gives you a prayer language, it may start with a little, a little phrase. But the more you develop the phrase, phrase, the more power comes in, the more he gives you fluency in your speech. And, and, and the illustration was that does a little child start speaking a, a language from the get-go? No. Daddy, ma, ma, mama, and and uh, and but the frequency begins to progress as that child begins to utilize the skills of speaking, and that is the same way with the prayer language. When God gives you a new prayer language, whether it is ta 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 or do 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 or fla fla fla, whatever it is, do what progressively do what develop it. Say some more, say some more, say some more, say some more, say some more. And before you know what is happening, it becomes a habit and a life. And where God wants you and I to take this to is that praying in the spirit will become a habit for you. And where it becomes a habit is that when you stay in the shower, you are pouring water on yourself, and you start with a song, 
And then from the song, you burst out into singing in the spirit. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me. And then from singing, I love you, Lord. You can use any lyrics to make melody unto God. The Bible says that John was worshipping in the spirit. He was caught up in the realms of the supernatural. And friends, what, what you do with your prayer language is that you must move from one level of glory to another. And, and, and that is where, if, if you have prayed, for those of you who have engaged active praying in the spirit, once you begin to cross 45 minutes praying in the spirit, it switches from praying in the spirit to singing in the spirit. It switches. It switches. Now, if you begin to pray in the spirit for two, three hours, you, you realize that you, 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 you get to a point where you, the spirit of God takes over you. And what you are doing is that you are singing. You are singing. And sometimes it moves into groanings. That is what the scripture says that when, 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 those, when the spirit of God takes active role in your life, it begins to groan with groanings that cannot be uttered. Groanings. In other words, it begins to make intercessions. Intercessions that brings about productive results. Intercessions that changes the face of man. Intercessions that changes the lives of people. It begins to download heaven's grace and makes your life a different personality. And a different. It says, I will pour upon the house of throne of grace the spirit of grace. And the spirit of prayer. I, I want to believe God. A time is going to come in this house. Where there will be so much grace poured out. So much grace poured out. That out of our worship. There will just be singing in the spirit going on. Miracles will be happening. Lives will be transformed. There will be changes all over. And it's starting now in the mighty name of Jesus. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.